Hey, welcome back to Playlisted. I'm your host, Denise, and I am a little disappointed to say that this episode is not going to be quite as special as I had originally planned. Uh, just yesterday, we were driving back from a very long uh, two-week road trip, which is why I am yet again uh, a week late on this episode, um, right after saying I would never be late again. <laughs> um, but you know what? It's hot and the summer is the summer, so please forgive me. But I am back now. Uh, we had planned to record this podcast yesterday on the road, um, more than planned. We actually did, but the sound quality was just not going to work. So um, I'm starting over and this time it's just me and um yeah, it's not quite as authentic a road trip playlist experience as I was hoping to create for you. However, uh, you get to hear my voice without extra background noise of traffic and just whatever, air conditioning and, and whatnot. So, so because we were on this road trip, uh, I decided to create a playlist that was using songs that had a very particular theme just like I do for this podcast. So it was quite perfect. Uh, so I borrowed a playlist that we did actually listen to a number of times on our trip called Partners in Crime. Uh, before we begin, I do have a little bit of uh, a heads up um, for those who are not as much Beyonce fans as I am, or I might <laughs> like you to be. Uh, we're going to have a couple songs by Beyonce in here today. So I'll let you uh, guess what those will be, but I do promise to have something for you, even if you are not a big fan of, of Beyonce. So yeah, so listen anyway, see if there's something here you like. Feel free to give me other, uh, you know, let me know what songs I missed, uh, because this is a pretty large theme in music, uh, especially in hip-hop. The ride-or-die uh, kind of trope in music, uh, the hip-hop girlfriend that, you know, stays stays by the thug side, um, forever and for always, is a really beautiful theme. And we are going to touch on it, but we will not be completely comprehensive. So, yeah, with all that aside, I think we're ready to dive into this episode of Playlisted. So we're going to begin our playlist with one of my all-time favorite Partners in Crime songs. Um, more than that, maybe one of my all-time favorite songs. Definitely one of my all-time favorite collaborations between Jay-Z and Beyonce. And that is Bonnie and Clyde 03, which is actually a kind of a remake uh, cover of Tupac's Me and My Girlfriend, which was in 96. Um, and so it's definitely kind of taking this ride or die theme uh, and applying it to the relationship of Jay-Z and Beyonce, who at the time were, were just dating. I, I love the song so much. Um, and the one thing I will say as we kind of move uh, through the songs is that as much as this is a theme in music, it really draws on themes from film to kind of click the songs into greater narratives that we're already familiar with. And so Bonnie and Clyde 03 will be a surprise to no one that it's you know, a very direct reference of Bonnie and Clyde, these famous historical figures, uh, but also film characters, this couple that would go and rob banks. And um, and during the Great Depression, they uh, were these really infamous, infamous criminals that were together. Um, other themes that will show up on this playlist are Thelma and Louise. So less of the kind of romantic duo, 
well, depending on who you ask, um, but Thelma and Louise being a story of, of two women who are on the run after uh, kind of entering into this life of crime, uh, initially to break break free of the kind of molds of boring life, um, but then also they, they end up on the run from the cops after murdering uh, one of their uh, attempted rapists. So that is a really fun film, but also uh, ends up kind of being reiterated in music, and I would say even more so music video. Uh, from my Melancholy Ukulele episode, uh, LP's Into the Wild, that music video kind of has a Thelma and Louise theme, um, as does a yet another Beyonce reference uh, with Lady Gaga with Telephone, and that really kind of famously depends on the narrative of uh, the on-the-run couple, like Bonnie and Clyde or Thelma and Louise. So then the final uh, kind of partners in crime trope that we find in both film and music is um, more of the, the whole crew, the, the group that is more of a team, um, say kind of an Ocean's Eleven kind of idea or the idea of a, of a group of bandits that go out together, and, which actually Bonnie and Clyde were a part of uh, a group, but of course they got um, kind of their, their romantic story uh, one out with interest. But anyway, so those are the three kind of film themes that we're going to see that pop up in the music of this playlist. Um, so moving back to Bonnie and Clyde 03, Jay-Z and Beyonce create this just phenomenal, amazing uh, remake of Tupac's Me and My Girlfriend. And so I think uh, what I found really interesting is to listen to these two back to back and notice some of the differences uh, and, and similarities. So of course, the most important similarity is that it has the same hook. All I need in this life is Beyond that, what I think is really interesting is it. The song would already be a cover if it used that hook. Uh, just the it, all I need in this life of sin is me and my girlfriend. However, you also hear these references to the original Tupac uh, song from '96 in Jay Z's rap verses. Um, so they both make mention of the um, their girlfriend being um, kind of tougher or harder than a lot of the thugs out there. Um, and, uh, and you'll hear Jay-Z a few times even just mention Tupac, uh, and, and this original song, which I think is interesting, um, because you could just really easily play off of this, this song, um, but he kind of chooses to make even more of a direct, uh, connection. The other thing I think is interesting about that is that a lot of people, um, well, if you look at the lyrics a little bit more carefully of the Tupac track, um, Tupac is his girlfriend here is, is his gun ultimately. All he needs in his life of sin, all of he all he needs to survive his life in the ghetto is a, a weapon. Um, and so even though he's kind of being clever and using this metaphor of a relationship uh, to talk about his gun, Jay-Z's almost flipping that where he really does all only need his girlfriend. And here she is, by the way. She's actually going to sing her own part, um, which of course is... is probably the biggest difference between these two songs where Tupac is really singing a tribute to his girlfriend or gun, however you decide to listen to the song. 
uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce are singing this ride or die track together. And so there are a number of reasons that I really appreciate that they add the female voice. A, especially as the ride or die track has become a bit of a trope within rap music, um, often including female artists as well. But with Jay-Z and Beyonce being uh, a real couple and using this metaphor of partners in crime as a commitment to one another, saying that we are, uh, you know, in this together, I am totally fine with being convicted for your um, crimes because your crime is my crime. Your life is my life. Uh, it's a bit of a marriage vow in a way. So I think that's really quite beautiful. And I don't have to worry, only worry is him. She do anything necessary for him. And I do anything necessary for her. So don't let the necessary occur. Yep. All I need in this life is sin. It's me and my girlfriend. Me and my girlfriend. Down the ride to the said Beyonce doesn't get to add a whole lot of her own voice even though she comes in she's usually uh, entering in on adding a harmony to um, uh, or a slightly more melodic line to something that Jay-Z has already said um, at the end she gets a whole verse to herself um, but even there she's quoting Prince from If I Was Your Girlfriend a song that I mentioned on my Princess podcast uh, episode and um, with that she does add her voice and this sense of commitment from the other side. It's not just a kind of a one-sided story. Um, you know, she says that she's going to stick with him and she's going to make, she's going to make it better when he gets hurt, even if she's the one that hurts him. Um, but of course, all of those are, are Prince lines. And so, um, so there's still a long way to go here. This is still a Jay-Z song about his ride or die chick. But we are going to see that develop. Uh, I think another song that covers this, uh, covers the Tupac track in an interesting way, is Iconopop, which is a female duo that became very famous for their song, uh, I Love It. Um, so they also covered Me and My Girlfriend, uh, but they are singing to one another. And so they kind of take this really great kind of iconic song and queer it and make it a same-sex love song, which I also really love. With some of that uh, bass line to kind of start us off, I'm actually going to use that as a segue to launch into the second song, a second official song in our playlist. I will put the Tupac on there as well. Um, but we're going to launch into the second song on this playlist by Lolo, um, and the song is called Hit and Run.
so this is a song that I was uh, introduced to super recently, uh, actually by one of the teens that I work with was suggesting it when I was working on my same-sex love song playlist. And it's the story of these two women, almost Thelma and Louise-like, however there's a kind of an explicit romantic element in this. Uh, one, of, one of the voices says that it turns her on when her partner holds the gun. When we were listening to this on our playlist, Beth actually mentioned that does tend to be a theme in some of these songs, and that's the kind of adrenaline rush that comes with participating in a legal activity together. And, and so she asked the question whether these relationships are long-lasting or whether they are so dependent on the, that adrenaline rush that it's really, they're by definition short-term. Um, so I think that's a really interesting question, especially addressed to this song. But either way, whether this is a short-term or long-term thing, uh, there's something that's just so fun about this song, even though they're pretty obviously talking about murder. I also really like the structure of the song, the way that they tell the story. The, um, the summary of the whole story is in the chorus, which I don't always like because that sound it comes across as really repetitive. But the reason I like it in this case is that it just has a really simple thing about the preacher's son and the Englishman. Uh, and as you listen to more of the song, you get the individual stories of these men that have been uh, the targets of the, of the primary characters in the story. Um, and so I think that's just a really clever way of, of developing uh, both the song and the story as you listen to it. I also really love that... Um, who's all dressed up for the hit and run, which is kind of the, uh, she has the bow tie of the Englishman on. Um, so I think that's just really cute. Uh, we also really noticed that the song reminds us a lot of Pink's uh, So What? With the kind of na 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 uh, So much that um, Beth actually wondered if, you know, the life of crime that... Uh, Lolo is participating in is music theft, um, copyright theft. Um, but anyway, that I guess is up to you or the courts or Pink to decide. The other thing that I really like about the song is that it causes me to ask more questions than it does answer the questions. So even though the story unravels and you get to know more and more about who the preacher's son or the Englishman was, you still don't know everything. Were there others? Will there be others after the Englishman? And, uh, and what is the reason? What did they, are they particular targets because they did something to the women or are they just kind of random targets, uh, meant to prove a point or because of the fun of it? So these are all the things I want to know. So Lolo, feel free to let me know if there's an answer to those or, you know, make a follow-up song that maybe addresses some of that. So we're going to move on to a song that both has a lot in common with the Lolo and also it sounds completely different. We're definitely going to shift gears and listen to Bruce Springsteen's Easy Money, which is a song from his album Wrecking Ball. It came out in, I think, in 2012. I think Springsteen is a really great artist to have in this playlist because he tends to be kind of a subversive artist. You put on your coat Money. There's nothing to it, Mr. 
Um, the things that it has in common with Lolo is that uh, kind of na-na-na theme. There's something about Easy Money that's just meant to be sung along with. Uh, it's really simple melody, and it just invites you to join in, um, which is kind of interesting when you think of uh, the fact that it's about uh, a life of crime. Um, the other thing I really like about this is that there's no, I mean, there's no explicit reference to being turned on by the ad adrenaline or by uh, the illegal activity. However, um, it's set up as a date. He tells his date to, to wear her hat, to wear her nice red dress, and they're going out on the town to make some easy money. Um, and never really describes the way they're going to make that easy money it doesn't give us, he doesn't give us a lot more details than that. So Beth and I were talking about it in the car, and um, for me, I think how I imagine it is uh, the first verse he's talking about, some kind of hustle, where I feel like he's um, there going out, and maybe they're going to a casino, and they're actually participating in some kind of heist, or um, or at least they're kind of hustling some, some money. Um, and the only real reason that it's illegal is that, well, money that you are certain of uh, in a casino is definitely going to be sketchy to some degree. It's not real gambling if you know you're going to win. Um, and then the second verse uh, talks about the Smith and Wesson and, and is a little bit more uh, clear about the fact that they're participating in, in some shady business. And so maybe it's a bank robbery. I'm not really sure if there's murder involved. Um, he talks about fat cats laughing, and it's almost as if these um, kind of corporate types have taught him how to make easy money. Um, and so it's almost a mentorship happening, but also a critique of those folks. Um, and so, yeah, the song sounds super simple at first lesson, but the more I listen to it, the more I like it. Um, and who knows, maybe that's because I was in Nashville and so maybe I've kind of softened to that, uh, that twang and that simple country-ish, country-esque, uh, song structure. I'm not sure, but yeah, this song has kind of, uh, grown on me a lot in the last few days. So the next song that I picked for this playlist is... The one song that may fit into more of the gang trope or the band trope, um, and that is Paul McCartney's uh, Band on the Run that he recorded with Wings, his band, um, post his post-Beatles uh, project. Um, so Band on the Run is a lot of fun as well, and I do like it because it's still a partners in crime, but it's definitely not just the, the ride or die kind of one person. Um, there is a crew of them. And, uh, and it, you know, on, on one hand, I, initially, I thought it might just be about a band on tour. But they're definitely on the run from this judge who holds a grudge. And uh, who knows what they've done. Again, there's, there's not a lot of details given in this one. One of the things that Band on the Run also made me realize when I look back over the playlist at a lot of a lot of the songs here. Not not only is it about breaking the law and trying to get away with it, but it also kind of breaks the laws of music in a way. It has a really different song structure than we're used to. And that's true of a lot of the songs on this list. 
And Band on the Run especially does this um, by starting out with an intro that sounds nothing like the rest of the song. It's much slower and subdued and sad. Um, whereas the rest of the song, very much like Easy Money or Hit and Run, is kind of this uh, celebrating this idealized moment when we were on the run, yes, but also just free from responsibility and expectation. Um, and so the way that I uh, kind of listen to the song is that the intro is um, is maybe after they're caught and they're asking, are we ever going to get out of here? Um, but then they choose to kind of go and enter a state of nostalgia and re remembering this time when they were on the run and how great it was. If I ever get out of here, thought of giving it all away to a registered charity. All I need is a fine today. If I ever get out of here, if we ever get out of here. was really funny as we were listening to the song on our actual road trip was um, Beth mentioned that she just thinks of Paul McCartney as such a innocent, lovely little human, um, even though now he's an old man, but uh, especially when you hear his voice on this track and just trying to imagine him as a criminal on the run is mostly humorous. And, um, and I mentioned that when she said that the only way that I could picture it happening was um, it made me think of uh, the music video with him, uh, with Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson. And um, I thought it was Girl is, The Girl Is Mine, but it's actually um, Say Say Say. Uh, if you haven't seen this music video, you should probably look it up. It's hilarious. The two of them are like riding on the back of a truck and and like, you know, on, on bales of hay. And, you know, Michael Jackson's wearing these cute overalls and... Um, and that's totally what I picture when I think of Paul McCartney doing any kind of illegal activity or living a life of crime. Uh, it's mostly kind of really, I, I just don't, I just don't think so, which probably means that he's perfect for it because he'll get away with anything. So there you go. Um, but anyway, I mostly love the song because it kind of, it paints a different kind of picture of partners in crime. Um, and that being one of a gang of bandits and maybe it is just wings but and Michael Jackson, but who knows? Um, and I also love the fact that uh, it's a play on this this gang type of band, but also it is an actual band of musicians that uh, you know. I think there is kind of like this overlap. Um, maybe it's a metaphor of being on the run from from the cops or the judge, uh, but also on the run from city to city as they tour. So yeah, let's shift gears uh, yet again. 
to get to our next song on Playlisted. This is uh, a newer song as well by Alicia Alicia Cara called Outlaws. Um, she has been an artist that's uh, from Toronto and she's gotten a lot of radio playlists recently from her song here. Uh, she's a very talented young woman. Anyway, this song, Outlaws, draws again on this partners in crime theme in, in a very interesting way. One of my favorite so things about this song has nothing to do with the theme and it's just the fact that it has a really badass Barry Sax little bit that just kind of launches the verses in. Uh, this song is super groovy. It's uh, has a really cool sound to it. It kind of sounds a little bit old-timey, which is really fun. And a lot of these songs do uh, have a bit of a sense of old-timiness because I think we really uh, idealize a time when, you know, criminals were literally on the run in old rickety cars being chased by cops. Um, and, you know, we, we love that picture, uh, whereas today it looks a little different and maybe it looks a little bit more intense, a little too real. Um, so we like to kind of imagine these partners in crime in a different era than our own. Anyway, that's something I need to think about more before I say more. Um, but uh, Outlaws, yeah, there's something about it that sounds a little old-timey. The thing I really like about it is it reminds me of the Jay-Z and Beyonce track in that it's... Uh, using the crime partnership as a metaphor for romantic love. And I think she does this really well, and it makes me think of this metaphor going beyond the commitment side of things that I already talked about. Um, that is certainly present in this song, but I think there's this added element of uh, we have something special because we're doing this thing together, and because we are uh, outlaws, we live outside the boundaries for um, kind of normal, civilized life. And there's something that's romanticized about even that. Um, and so it's not just a sense of we are in this together, but there's an added sense of it's us against the world. And so will you do this with me? Run, run like the devil's behind us. The other thing I love about Alicia Cara's song is that it is 100% in the female voice. And that's not a first, of course, um, but with the other songs that have more female presence, they are uh, two other women. They're, you know, the Lolo song is a track about two women in a life, in a, in a partnership of crime. And, um, and in this, I mean, Perhaps she's singing to another woman, um, but perhaps she's singing to a man. And instead of it being a ride-or-die chick, she's looking for her ride-or-die guy. Um, and so I like the way that it kind of queers that theme 
and doesn't just assume that the man is the criminal and he's dragging his girlfriend or partner down. But in this case, it's actually, it's actually the girlfriend that is the criminal and she's looking for somebody to, that's willing to be bad with her and, um, and, you know, kind of live in this bubble with her, which really is the perfect song to lead us into our final playlisted track. Uh, we began this episode with a collaboration between Jay-Z and Beyonce, and we're going to end with a collaboration between this celebrity married couple. The, the final song on this playlist is called On the Run, and yet another layer of metaphor is added onto the partners in crime. So not only are they in this idealistic phase of their relationship, this is actually 10 years down the road and they're still together. You know, and for a moment we're going to exist in this space and time before Lemonade happened, um, before Lemonade was released and kind of gave us a new light to shine on, on all of this. But this is 10 years into the relationship and they still consider each other ride or die, uh, even to the point where they are really holding this song together. It's not, it's on Jay-Z's album, but it's really not Jay-Z featuring Beyonce. It feels like a collaboration on a much more equal level. Um, but also it kind of adds this layer of, of celebrity that they experience. The question for me is, um, is whether this is also a metaphor, not only for this life of crime and the way that that creates a story of, of commitment and um, being in a relationship where it's us against the world and all of these things that we've already talked about. Um, but it also seems to be that they experience this not so much because they're still um, you know, dealing or in this life of crime, but actually because they still are hiding out and they're on the run from the paparazzi. When they're talking about the flashing lights behind them, are those cop cars or are they cameras? And so I think it does kind of add this different level and puts this story into a new context. Boy meets girl, girl perfect woman. Girl get the blessing from the cops, come running up. Check the deuces, check the deuces, uh. Fuck what you say, boys the blue say, uh. lemonade pop world for a second you know even even the stories that are coming off lemonade it doesn't really matter if they're true or not or true to what has happened in jay-z and beyonce's life because with this on the run song or with anything that's come since then with beyonce's self-titled album or with lemonade uh, i think what draws me so much to beyonce as an artist is the way that she tells these stories and the way that she demands 
100% control over the way that these stories come about and, uh, and are told. And so I think, you know, the way that this On the Run song went on to also be the title of their joint tour that they did. And while that tour was happening, there was so much news and speculation about whether their relationship was on the rocks or not. And this song and that tour, I think was, you know, in my mind, I like to view it as, as um, their actual marriage counseling. That's when they worked through some of this stuff, perhaps. Um, but it also became a way that that story uh, you know, to be crass, sold tickets and sold albums and people to continue want to hear the way that Beyonce and Jay-Z tell their story. So yeah, so there you have an amazing collection of partners in crime music and there's more and more out there. Um, who knows, we might have a part two at some point. In the meantime, feel free to let me know if you have any themes that you'd like me to talk about or even better, if you have themes that you would like to talk with me about uh, and come and guest on this show. I'm always looking for people to talk about music with. So I look forward to being back in the next couple weeks with another episode talking about another theme. But for now, you have been playlisted. <laughs>